Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Christian's Colloquy. Thank you for joining me for another interview. As you can see here, I'm not alone. I'm joined by Caleb. Caleb, thanks for joining us. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Wonderful. So, Caleb, we're going to dive in. And as people can probably see based on the title, we're going to be talking about a mission trip that you just came back from recently. But before we dig into that, I want to first give you an opportunity just to share a bit about who you are so the audience knows who we're talking to here. Yeah, for sure. So my name is Caleb Sadler. Um, I'm currently going into my third year studying computer science at U of T, and I've been helping out with um, Power to Change, their student ministry at U of T. And through Power to Change, I got connected with this mission trip to Vietnam. Wonderful. That That's very good. And I will just add that Caleb and I know each other quite well. Caleb's dad is the lead pastor at my church, but we've been family friends for a long, 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 long time. And on top of that, I also have the connection. I went to U of T as well for history, which is slightly less interesting, according to most people, but also active there at Power to Change. So a lot of mutual friends. So uh, Archie is uh, someone I look up to and I know he's active there and just a lot of wonderful, great people at Power to Change, especially at U of T doing great and wonderful things on the campus, but also the city at large. And as we're going to hear today, also internationally. So Caleb, why don't we just get right into it? We can uh, keep this relatively brief, but I want to leave you to do most of the talking, most of the sharing, and I will just be here facilitating and uh, making sure I stick to my questions here. So Caleb, why go on a missions trip? Yeah, so I think for me, one of the big reasons were just a lot of the different people like encouraging me in, in that. Like there was um, a few books I was reading throughout the year um, in first year and second year that it seemed like every book at some point would say you have to go on a mission trip. It's just mm -hmm. such an amazing opportunity. You learn so much. You get to do so much and you get to see so much of God's work um, there. And there were there weren't too many students um, above me that went on mission trips because it was COVID. So they didn't have that kind of um, influence. But there was a Friday morning prayer that I would go to every week through P2C. And um, the two students who would lead it were basically in charge of the missions um, organization at um, U of T. And so they would always have stories of um, yeah, just their mission trips and just the experiences there and every prayer meeting there would be a component of just praying for the world so it was just just when we had um the opportunity to apply it was just such a great opportunity to see like the ways that we've been praying for the world like we can actually contribute to so i just thought it was a great opportunity there and yeah i think at first it was a bit difficult with covid i wasn't sure if i would be able to go there's some concerns of um yeah, whether we, it would actually happen or whether if I would, if, if it was a good idea for me to go like with health concerns. Um, but uh, there was one message sent out saying that like there was no one, uh, there, was, there wasn't enough people for Vietnam. So I thought I would just take um, that step and apply. And it was the first um, time partnering with Vietnam. So there hasn't been a trip to Vietnam before. So this is like a first time. So I thought it was a great opportunity there. So um yeah didn't know if it would happen but I think the Japan trip there's a trip to Japan that got cancelled so many people from there um migrated to the Vietnam trip and so that the Vietnam trip was actually able to happen in the end wonderful that that's great Caleb and we're grateful yeah with the pandemic I'm sure there were lots of questions but glad to see you're back home healthy and that you made it through so God was truly good in that way but also it's fantastic to hear that 
I remember from my days in P2C, definitely prayer was a big part of what we did as a big group. And I remember specifically praying for missions and uh, just praying for the world to hear, hear the gospel. So as you were explaining it, it really seems like a missions trip was a great way for you to not only express the gospel's concern through prayer, but then to take those prayers and then put it into action and actually do what you're praying about, that the gospel would go to all peoples and nations and be obedient to Christ's command in that sense. So that's that's truly wonderful. And it's great to hear that the trip was able to happen. So from there, I'm sure there's a lot more that we could say. And if people have questions, I'd encourage them to, to leave them in the, the YouTube comments down below. But Caleb, you mentioned this trip was to Vietnam. Why Vietnam? What was the reason for this trip and the context and everything about it? Yeah, so as I mentioned, it was a new partnership. So um, they're kind of just testing the waters to see if this is going to be a long-term partnership. Um, mm -hmm. And um, one of the things that was mentioned in orientation was that Vietnam is was a very close country. So the it's a communist country, and especially in the north, it is very close to Christianity. And um, it was only in the past few years that it's starting to open up. And um, uh, there's another trip to um, Desert Rain, it's called, and it's given a code name so that like the actual location is hidden. And right. if it was, I, I think it was, if it was like two years ago, the trip to Vietnam would have had to have a code name because of how closed it was. Mm. So it's just cool to see how open it is now. And um, yeah, so that was one of the major reasons was, yeah, it's in a new partnership. It's opening up. People are like ready to hear the gospel. And especially where we're, we're in the, more in the South or around the middle of Vietnam, where like in Ho Chi Minh City, where students were so open to just engage, like even if they clearly knew like all of us are Christians, they were still open to share their thoughts and yeah, hear what we have to say. And yeah. Oh, that, that's great, Caleb. And as you're saying that, I remember a friend of mine during my time at U of T went on the operation, I think Desert Rain uh, missions trip. And that, that was definitely, he was going to a country and he said he couldn't share which country, but so it's great to hear that Vietnam has opened up a bit and that mm -hmm. you were really, not capitalizing, but taking this opportunity where the country has opened up a bit. Now let's get in gospel workers. And I think that is a place where you see that given the closed nature of the country and uh, Christianity not having a long established history there, at least in, in recent times in that sense, that this was truly a time to bring the gospel in. And this is a place where foreign workers might be a, a great boon to the local church there who is growing and nascent and definitely could use that support. And it's on those lines. I want to ask you that missions trips, they could often go along so many different lines. So, so you think of some people there, they're going as like uh, experts in certain fields and they're helping do things. Or you think of bringing in theological education to train in leaders or uh, have conversations with certain people that you're better equipped for. What would you say were your object uh, objectives as a university group coming from Canada going to Vietnam what were you guys looking to do on this missions trip yeah so it was very similar to what we already do like at UFT so it's mm -hmm. primarily like student ministry so we just want to like build relationships um, with the local students whether it be the local like Christian students already involved in their uh, power to change or CCC as they call it or just the non-Christian students and just building relationships where you can um, just talk deeper about life and be able to share the gospel. So um, that kind of happened in a few ways. So we would go onto campus and just try to talk to students and make friends. And we were told that we, we aren't allowed to share faith on campus, but to build relationships there, invite them to the events where we can actually share 
And so once we build relationships, we would invite them to our English clubs, which we would have weekly. And there we would teach English, but in the later weeks, we would have like uh, questions that were more related to our faith. Like, how do you deal with stress or how do you deal with struggles? Like questions about family and just opportunities for us to share and opportunities for us to hear how they um, experienced life in Vietnam. And yeah, it was just great conversations that we were able to have, especially like after the English club, they had so many great questions that just allowed us to share about the gospel. And we also had picnics each week where the first bit was just to talk and have fun, play games. And near the end, we would um, use solarium cards, um, which are basically just pictures that, um, yeah, you would ask a question and we would get them to point out pictures to kind of describe what they're feeling. And it's just another way for us to just hear how they're thinking about different life questions and for us to share the gospel through it. And so, yeah, a lot of it was just relationship building and it was awesome to have the local like Christian students help out because they they know the culture and they also, I mean, they know the language so they could translate for us. And yeah, it was a pretty cool opportunity. Right, right on. So there's definitely a partnership between you coming in and then those local Christians already there. Yeah. So thinking a bit more about that partnership, just a brief follow-up. Do you think that was a draw for many of the the local non-Christian students there, like it was exciting to talk to Canadians and to to learn English. Was that the big appeal, which got them to perhaps take interest or open up in ways that the local workers there would find difficult? I think so. And I, even for the local like Christian students, like some of them weren't coming out to events too much. So it was when they hear like, oh, Christians, students from Canada are coming. It was just a opportunity for them to come back and just do ministry together. Mm. And also there were multiple students that um, were talking to my teammates saying that they're they're expressing like struggles and things that they wouldn't be able to share with their friends in Vietnam like they felt like they could only talk to people like from another country because I guess they know they're going to go back or they just it was just an opportunity where like they said that they could only be vulnerable with them which I guess was another opportunity for us to kind of speak into those like struggles I guess yeah. Right, Caleb. And I think that's helpful to share. So I know a lot of people, when they think about a missions trip, there's the question of if there's local people there, why do you need to come in? But I think those are are practical reasons where uh, someone coming in like yourself for a short amount of time, it brings excitement for the local people there. It brings a sense of, hey, newness where it it charges people up. That's a practical reality. But then like you're sharing with the culture and the, the people you're trying to reach where knowing you're there just for a time, it's an opportunity to truly be vulnerable, it sounds like, and not have to worry about something coming out or something exploding or those cultural, perhaps local ramifications, since here you are back in Canada and they're able to continue with their lives. So maybe I'll just ask another brief follow-up question there. In terms of the, the local workers, how they received you, was there a sense of when you met them, like, was there a bit of awkwardness or was there a sense of, hey, we're brothers and sisters working together? What was that dynamic like with the, the local Christians there? Yeah, I feel like we became like best friends right away. Like they were right away just sharing their testimonies. And mm. it was just cool to see like, yeah, like we're worshiping the same God halfway, like halfway across the world. And it was just, yeah, we were instantly were able to connect because we have that shared commonality. Like we serve the same God. And like, just we hear each other's stories. It was so encouraging. So yeah, it was, I don't think there was any awkwardness. It, it, we were able to like get right into the work at hand, I guess. 
Oh, what, what a blessing that is. And I'm sure that that was encouraging for both them and you seeing, yeah. like you mentioned, halfway across the world, worshiping the same God. And though it's a, there's a different language, there's also that shared biblical kind of language, which comes out in testimonies and reflection mm -hmm. and I'm sure prayer. So that that's beautiful to hear about. So Caleb, just transitioning now, uh, you got a bit into the blessings of your time there, but let's just open up the can of worms. It's a missions trip. There are going to be difficulties and hardships. So could you share about what were some of the challenges that you faced on this trip? Yeah. So as I mentioned, we went onto campus to try to make friends and there was a lot of, I guess, like rejection. Like you go up to people and like either they don't speak English or they're not really interested. Just like any ministry, there's going to be rejection. And that's kind of tough to um, do, especially because the campuses are so small. Like by the second week, we've been there like seven or eight times. They probably know, like you're not a student. They can kind of tell like, they've probably seen you before and it gets kind of tough, but mm. um, we made it through. And I guess the language barrier also is a tough thing where a lot of students that we did interact with knew English quite well, but there were some students where that was like a struggle where like just communicating like, like hobbies was kind of like the level that you could get to. It was hard to get to deeper conversation, but I think that's where the local students helped out so much because they could share their testimonies in Vietnamese. They could share about the gospel in Vietnamese. And so it wasn't like all up to us. We still had them to help when we couldn't have that like language um, communication there. So I think those are the biggest struggles. And um, I think the biggest like blessings throughout the trip was just, yeah, encouraging encouragement from like the local Christian students, just the passion they have to make his name known and um, seeing people come to faith. That was an amazing opportunity. And um, yeah, especially like the final goodbye, just we had one day where every pretty much everyone we knew we got to meet throughout the trip was able to come and just hang out and say goodbye. That was such an awesome opportunity. I think, yeah. Mm, that, that's wonderful. I, and thank you for sharing that, Caleb. And thank you about the challenges. I could definitely understand how that might be difficult once the people get to know you and hear what you're about there there must be that feeling of they already made up their mind or mm -hmm. or this and that but as you were sharing the blessings of the the spirit of god is at work and people do come to faith as he will so and it's great to see that what an encouragement that must have been and then knowing that people are having those conversations which they can then continue with the the local workers there so just a couple of follow-up questions now uh, in terms of challenges, you mentioned that you couldn't directly share your faith on campus, it sounded like. Was that a rule of the school or is that just a practical thing where you didn't want to rock the boat too much? Can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, so I think it was more so on like the PDC side that they decided. So a mm -hmm. lot of the rules that we make, it's it's not for us really. Like if we get kicked out of the country, that's not the worst thing in the world. But it's more so that if we get in trouble and we have a connection to the local ministry, we don't want the local ministry to suffer. So we do want to protect them at all costs because we want the, the local ministry to thrive in, uh, in the country. So I think more so on campus, it's just that if they, yeah, I think it would be easy. Like I, I was kicked off just for, I think, looking like a foreigner like wow. once. So, but it wasn't anything like faith related. Mm. But I think if we're sharing faith, I think students would probably talk to other people and it, it, we wouldn't be able to continue like building relationships there. So I think it was more so just so that we would be able to continue to come to campus and continue to do ministry there. So I think that was the main reason. Yeah. Right. 
And, and I, I think that's a healthy and I think good restraint to have where you're setting up places where off campus, you're making relationships where you can be direct and share your faith, but for the sake of long-term ministry in the context of your trip, but then also all the people who are there, the Vietnamese Christians and their organizations, you're thinking about their reputation, their safety, their longevity, where ultimately it sounds like that's what it's all about, that you're not bringing any converts back with you. You're leaving them in the care of the the locals there who know the language, the culture, who have their ministry there. So I, I think that's very wise. And I'm glad that you were able to share that now. So Caleb, just before we get to perhaps uh, uh, closing out here about what you learned and where you grow, maybe th- this could just be a space of what was your time there like apart from your missionary activities? I'm sure people want to hear that. Were you trying all sorts of new foods? Uh, what was going on on a Sunday? Would you attend a local church there or uh, things like that? What you did for fun? Any Anything you want to share on, on that end? Yeah, sure. So I guess we can start with like Sundays. So each week we kind of we went to a different church um, that was recommended by the staff or so like the first week we went to a more traditional church. So it was all in Vietnamese, but um, we had like translation on the side and they we would have songs that were sometimes familiar, sometimes not so familiar, but in English and Vietnamese. So that was cool to see. And um, on the same day, we went to a more uh, younger church where a lot of students were at and it was very lively and just cool to see. I think it was that one was almost fully in English. And mm. for the rest of the trip, we went to a couple more like international churches, like so English speaking and people from very different backgrounds. Right. And um, yeah, the food was amazing. We I've never had Vietnamese food, so that was cool. It was yeah, we got to try so many different um, Vietnamese dishes, but also um, yeah, just, just different dishes from like around the world, like from Thailand or just different yeah I, I tried to try as many different foods as I could we, we did also go to like KFC like <laughs> right. American food but yeah the food was great and we every week on Wednesdays we would have a rest day where we'd take a break from ministry so we would try to just make it a day of like a Sabbath to just rest and um, spend time with God and just look around the city just to yeah to have fun and on those days we would um, we did get to go to different places I'm just trying to remember. Um, uh, we did get to just walk around the city, find different places to shop at. And the city was, it was very interesting. So there was very, like many, many, many motorcycles that I'd, I've never seen before. Mm-hmm. And so you just have to like walk across the street, hope they don't hit you. It was, yeah, it was something. Yeah. Yeah, that that sounds like something, but it, <laughs> it sounds like a, a great time. So I'm glad that you were able to do all that ministry, but have, it sounds like one day a week just to spend time with God and recharge, but then also to see the city and check yeah. out a Vietnamese KFC. Uh, just a brief question. What, were they serving the same KFC food there? Like same chicken or? I think KFC was very similar, but McDonald's had fried chicken. Oh, yeah. okay. So that, that's it. So you, you hear about that, but yeah. uh, okay, cool. Did you try yeah. McDonald's fried chicken? I, yeah, I think so. It, I, I'm not really like a fried chicken connoisseur, so I can't really tell the difference, but it was good. It was good. Okay. Well, there you have it, folks. KFC and McDonald's both serve fried chicken in Vietnam and at McDonald's. It's pretty good. So thanks for sharing that, Caleb. And I want to get to our our last main question here. So it's so wonderful to hear that there were challenges that you overcame and you see the blessings. You mentioned people having attending events, having conversations. And Mm -hmm. I think even one person coming to faith, you mentioned, was that right? Yeah, I think 
there were a few people coming to faith, but one that I got to share the gospel with. And I think the Sunday after I left, he said the, the local students were saying that, yeah, he came to faith. Oh, beautiful. So that, that's wonderful. So you saw some clear blessings and answers to prayer. And it's so wonderful to hear that through your ministry, God brought someone to faith and where it will continue to pray for that person that they invest in the church life there. But mm -hmm. uh, Caleb, just to, to close out here, what would you say you personally gained from this missions trip experience? How did you perhaps grow or were stretched or just saw new things that you think will perhaps change your life or change how you approach ministry in the future? Yeah. So I think one big one is just confidence and like courage to share my faith. Like just having a month just to dedicate to ministry, like gives, it's just an opportunity to see God at work. And that kind of gives you a lot of confidence and courage to go uh, and keep doing it. And Another one was just in orientation and throughout the trip, we had basically our main goal of the trip was to love God, love team, love neighbor. So it was just an emphasis on like, yeah, we want to do ministry, but we want to start with loving God because we can't love each other if we can't, we don't have, we don't start there and we can't love the local students if we don't, we can't even love our, our team. So just that priority of just loving in God, loving team, loving neighbor. And I think that's applicable to any ministry at church or PDC Definitely. or anywhere in the future and I think that was a great reminder throughout the trip mm. and I think especially with that student I got to share the gospel with it was uh it was a great opportunity but it was amazing to just see the conversation like where all the opportunities where we were able to share was only because of the questions that he asked it was just to see the Holy Spirit leading the whole conversation and just to see how much of ministry is up to God even his response it wasn't we couldn't have forced him to change his mind. It was because God was at work and that was cool to see. So just, just a reminder that it's always God at work and we just have to be obedient and be serving him. Yeah. Mm. Caleb, that's beautiful. Gaining that, that confidence, but that, that love priority when it comes to ministry where that, I think you're 100% right. Thinking about our local churches as we seek to love our wider community and share the gospel with them. If we are unable to love each other in the local church, we're not setting ourselves up for our success. And then think about success itself, as you shared, just embracing the fact that you are called to do a task and you can faithfully do it to your best of your ability, but ultimately resting in, in God's control and his timing and his work mm -hmm. and just saying, hey, I can't change someone's heart. That's what God does. I can't raise a person to life. That's what God does. But I can certainly proclaim the truth and also be a good example, however I can. So Caleb, that certainly is a lot of lessons you learned and I'm so grateful you could share them for us now and there's a lot that we could apply we didn't go on the missions trip but <laughs> we could learn a lot from your experience there so Caleb, mm -hmm. thank you for for sharing all of that and I want to ask you just a general question is, is there anything else from your your trip or the experience that you would like to share or you think might be helpful uh, helpful for us to hear now yeah I think a lot of the people that came on the trip I think had doubts of like oh am I really the person that should go am I ready but I think the cool thing was just that anybody willing to go God can use in just amazing ways it's not really up to us it's up to God so I think anyone who's on the fence to just take that step and yeah go on a mission trip it's pretty awesome oh what see that's good Caleb <laughs> so I, I will put that in another another way of saying it where if anyone watching this was waiting for a sign to go on a trip or <laughs> yeah. to try something new or to just put themselves perhaps more generally in a new ministry context where they're worried or wondering, 
this from Caleb right now officially is your sign to take that step and to do what Caleb did, take that step and trust God and to see him work and be faithful in ministry. So Caleb, thank you for sharing everything you shared. That's wonderful. And thank you for just being open about your experience. That is edifying for us to hear where I think everyone listening to this now is encouraged by your testimony, is encouraged by your work, and will ultimately be praying for all the people who were impacted by the conversations you had and just the events you hosted. And hopefully we'll get invested in that local church. So I will encourage people here now, praise God for uh, Caleb's ministry and the work of P2C in Vietnam this past uh, this past month, but also please be praying for the local Christians there as they continue the ministry. They're the, the people day in, day out who are living the gospel in what sounds like still a difficult context, but also mm -hmm. they're seeking to faithfully proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ and they certainly could use all the prayer and certainly we could use all the prayer we could get here in Canada and beyond. So Caleb, thank you so much for coming on the channel. It's been a pleasure and I would encourage people. Uh, Caleb is a wonderful man, lots to share. And I'm sure if you leave some questions down below, he would love to share with uh, you as well. So, and if you do have questions uh, for Caleb, I will let him know to make sure he answers. But that's it for now. Caleb, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was a great time. All right, wonderful. Everyone else, thank you. Take care. We'll see you next time. Bye.